0: Hey folks, it's Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel from the Woodshed Agency, and you are listening to another episode of Successfully Funded. Here we go, let's turn it up. Did you hear that solo? That was a mouth solo for you listeners out there. If you guys aren't familiar with mouth solos, it's where you pretend to do electric guitar sounds with your mouth. It's a pretty cool thing. I don't know. What you guys think? Pretty cool? All right. Enough joking around. You are listening to Successfully Funded. I am your host, Jeff Fuzzy Wenzel. I'm coming to you not live. I'm recording this. Um, And uh, what is Successfully Funded? That's a great question um, that I just asked myself. So we talk to project creators while they're in the middle of a campaign. So... Um, This allows us to, when I say campaign, Kickstarter, crowdfunding, right? They're raising money. So we want to talk to them while they're in the middle of it so that you get the most up-to-date information about what they did you know, a month ago, two months ago, to get to a point where they're successfully funded. So on today's episode, we're going to dive into the board game world a little bit. We're going to talk to uh, Sam and Mark from the game Darwin's Choice. And it's a card game all about evolution, and these guys have hit an absolute home run. I mean, they only had about a $20,000 goal, and they're currently at $100,000. And this is their first Kickstarter. So if you are somebody who's thinking about getting into making a board game or if you're thinking about just running a campaign at all, if you're creating anything, this is a great conversation because right out of the gate, they hit a home run. And when you go check it out over on Kickstarter, you're going to see really well-designed game, um, great graphics, great artwork, uh, great story, and just a great, just a really awesome project. So um, that's going to be coming up here in a little bit later. But what else is going on? Well, I have decided to to grow up. Yeah, that's right, guys. Um uh, and what does that mean? Well, I have to think that over the last let's see I'm 38 years old, probably the last mm, let's just say 10 years or so, I've been kind of stuck in a rut on clothing. I've been wearing just t-shirt and jeans, man. T-shirt and jeans. same jeans, Levi's 527s, right? That's that's it. Nothing more, nothing less. And I definitely have been feeling like I've been in a rut lately. There's, um, and I've decided to take the steps of upgrading my wardrobe. That's right, yeah. So I am. I got a bunch of new jeans. So overall, in a nutshell, I probably spent about five hundred bucks, right? And I got three or four new pairs of jeans. I actually upgraded to the Levi's five fourteen slim fit. Uh, uh, I started a new. Um, what's that called, like delivery system on clothes where they send you a box. I can't remember which one I used, though. Stitch and something. I I don't remember. I should have got that info out. And, uh, you know, I've decided that I want to sort of you know, move into maybe manhood a little bit, right? Move into uh picking out my clothes and 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 thinking about it a little bit more than just you know throwing on whatever, right? And it, this is a challenging thing again because as somebody who works from home, I don't see anybody, right? I very if I do go out, uh, just whatever. So, but I'm trying to flip that. So, like even right now, I mean, I, I uh, I've got some brand new shorts on that were a little bit more expensive, you know, and, and not that cost means this. It's just I'm trying to sort of move into the new, this new time frame, this new life phase and, and move past the fringe world of running a recording studio slash being a server at a restaurant. Right. So trying to find like that next, um, so I was trying to find that next sort of, sort of tier and I'm liking it so far. I'm only about a weekend. It's fresh, but, um, it's, is feeling pretty good my next big step right now though is I want to get into swimming early in the morning that's my next thing that and it's a little bit of a challenge just because you know I got to get the kids out of the house and usually man I whenever I wake up I get a burst of energy where I want to um, you know kind of knock out four or five big tasks right away and like almost every morning I get that done between like seven and 830 I will knock out a ton of stuff right and I think it's just because my mind is so fresh I'm I've probably either thought about it over the last couple of days and boom I just hit it so I want to try to find a way where I could knock out like just doing some nice swimming and some some laps right so I'm gonna probably head up to the YMCA here uh, in Farmington uh, where I live and just try to like see what that looks like and try to fit that into my life because I think that's the next thing that I'm I'm really searching for is is a is a routine around you know exercise that's not running I'm just not into that big that big or running so uh, so that's what's been going on. So kind of some exciting stuff, you know, just kind of growing up, right? We're growing up trying to take uh, take those next steps, right? Taking those next steps. So what else is going on? Well, the other interesting thing that's been happening is, is some of you out there might know that we had some um, – we had some bad press around December, and it hasn't gone away. I mean, we we had a rebuttal for it, but it, some of you out there might have seen it, and, and it was a really, really crappy scenario of just a bad client, right? And And it's an example of w- what happens when you create a business around a pretty vital business model, right? I mean, we work with startups. We work with people who are either just starting a company, they probably have very little money, um, so every dollar counts. And then it's also because there's such fresh ideas, there's usually a lot of drama attached to it. And when I say drama, I don't mean it in a negative way. I just mean it in like, there's a lot of people that are coming to me with like this idea of, you know, this is going to change my life. I'm going to make this product. I'm going to, you know, this is going to just change everything. Right. And when you have that sort of gasoline kind of under, under the ground of, um, of these sort of emotions you can some things can really blow up quickly right and it's a part of our equation we, we've kind of been describing a little bit that I didn't realize it but we're kind of running a record label right and this is this goes back to you know I've said this two or three times I think there's even a blog post out there that I wrote on on how similar woodshed is to running a record label or or studios kind of like what we used to do and the reason I say that is you know if we have ten clients at a time we will have maybe 2 to 3 that are just awesome like man these guys are getting it they're listening they're doing everything we ask the product's good this is going to be a grand slam you know and then we probably have two or three clients that are yeah yeah the world the world might want this you know it's it's kind of in that bubble and then we have the bottom right the bottom is like uh, you know the, the the it's not looking good. Uh, you're not doing what we're asking. The you know the, the, your audiences aren't connecting. The, your your interests or your groups, your your audiences are very small, right? You know it's like I think there might be ten thousand people that might want this thing. You know it's just um, so there's so many variables that when when a client doesn't take ownership. For for their part of the equation, it's so easy to point a finger at who you hired. Right? It's easy to say it's everybody else's fault. And I'm I'm only kind of bringing this up just in terms of really taking a step back and always looking in the mirror and and, and being and being responsible for what you're doing or what you're bringing to the table. For any of these projects to work, and, and again, if you don't believe me, ask any other marketing agency that's having success. It's about a partnership. It's about trust. It's about really understanding that everybody's working towards a common goal. There's going to be bad days, there's going to be good days, there's going to be days that nothing happens. But some of the biggest important factors I would have to say is you got to have patience as a uh, as a client, you've got to have um, the ability to pivot and change if something's not working. You've got to be open-minded to things that you might not understand. And here's a big one, I'm going to be another big one. If you're the type of person, and more than likely you are because you're trying to create a product, you're probably a control freak. And it's challenging to work with a control freak when you're not letting go of the process and trusting who you hired. There's nothing worse than bringing on a client who you dream together for a few weeks, you get all excited about working together, and you start getting into the, the weeds, you start getting into the dirt, you start getting dirty together, and you realize this person's over my shoulder telling me how to do marketing even though they don't know how to do it. Why am I here? There's nothing more um, just, anno- not even, it's annoying, it's, I don't call it disrespectful a lot of times. I, I, I feel disrespectful, but I just don't think people know it. So that's why I, I talk about it, where it's like, you know the best thing to be to be doing is to be open minded and trust and you know the only time that that a, a, our relationships kind of dis- is all, dissolve with the client is when trust is broken and that goes back all the way to the back to the the studio days or running like a small little record label once that trust stops nothing can happen you know you guys should everybody should part ways and go find somebody else and see if you know you can't trust the next person but I only really bring this up as like just a sort of a cautionary tale on on how some of the stuff um, some of this stuff works. So it's it's just a lot, you know. It's it, there's a lot of variables and a lot of factors. So you know if you if you are thinking about bringing on an agency, kind of think about what I'm talking about. I I, I should be making sense. Um, you know, look at yourself in the mirror. How are you? How do you act w- with some of this stuff? Are you really ready to have a partner in your idea? Are you really ready to sort of either, you know, let go? So some of the things to think about, some of the things to think about. So, all right, I'm ranting a little bit. I'm ranting a little bit. Why don't we get to the meat? Let's get to the meat of this episode where we talk to Sam and Mark from Darwin's Choice. Uh, But before I do that... Uh, I got a couple things I need you guys to do for me. I got to do my uh, my housekeeping. If you enjoy this podcast, go over to iTunes now and please leave me a review. I would appreciate it greatly. That helps out for other people to find this and dive in and chew on uh, chew on the meat I'm I'm cooking. Right. Um, also, while you're over on iTunes, make sure you subscribe to my other podcast called Gawkerbacker. Um, on that podcast, it comes out Tuesdays and Thursdays each week, and it's me finding people in the world to talk about entrepreneurship, motivation. Uh, father father stuff, just a little bit more of a smorgasbord of stuff out there. I haven't used that word in a while. Um, But also, it's a good time. So make sure you subscribe to that as well. And if you still need some more Jeff Wenzel, go over to the Standcast on iTunes, and you can subscribe there as well, and you can hear me talk about men's issues, men's masculinity, father issues, that sort of stuff, um, which I think is another very important topic in today's culture and society right now. So yeah, so those are some of the things. And then obviously, go over to woodshed.agency, make sure you are following our blog, um, and hey, chat with me. If you hit the chat button in the bottom right corner, it will be me that chats to you. I'd love to say hi and learn what you guys are working on. So, all right. Those are all my plugs, right? That's everything. Um, so exciting stuff, right? I'm becoming a man. I'm wearing pants today, everybody. All right. Okay, guys. Why don't we go ahead and take it over to my conversation with Sam and Mark from Darwin's Choice. And go check this out on Kickstarter if you are a gamer or you, you know, I think this is a great game. Um, this looks awesome. I'm probably going to pick it up for my uh, my son and daughter. I think this will be a fun Friday night thing to play so sam mark great job in your campaign but let's go ahead and hear what happened behind the scenes
1: I'm just
0: awesome well let's uh let's do a quick sound check way. here and then we'll get we'll we'll get started so um i guess for both of you what you guys have for breakfast this morning i
2: didn't eat anything
3: for i
0: think today i had nothing for breakfast yeah. <laughs> Two, no breakfast eaters no, I'm I'm always on the day
3: I had so much to do in the morning. Uh, normally, I always eat breakfast. It's very an important meal for me. Yeah. Yeah, very important. But today, I had no time. So no, you, absolutely no time.
0: So you're, you're getting ready to do the most important podcast interview in the world about crowdfunding. And you thought, I don't need any breakfast for today. I'm just going to yeah. go.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lunch was good. So, yeah. All right. All right. Lunch was good. All right. Yeah, it sounds to me like we're sounding good. I hear everybody really well. So uh, let's jump right into it. So um, why don't you guys first introduce yourselves so so that they know who's talking. And then uh, why don't you tell my listeners what you're raising money for over on Kickstarter?
2: Okay, yeah, I am introduce myself first. I'm Samuel, and uh, I finished my master degree in microbiology last uh, autumn. And since then, I'm focusing 120% for our own project uh, which we will then also talk
3: about in in a few moments. But maybe, yeah, yeah. And I'm Mark. I have a master degree in business administration. I finished it, I think, two years ago. And uh, yes, uh, yeah, we are very good friends. We know each other since I think, like, wow. quite forever. <laughs> yeah, a very long time. And uh, we always um, said that we will do something together. We have, we'll make an own project. And uh, yeah. That's cool. Now That's cool. we're here
0: and uh, yeah. Well, let's talk about the project then. So, what, what's going over on Kickstarter right now? Why are we talking?
2: Well, we're talking about uh, Darwin's Choice. It's uh, right. an evolution, evolution board or the evolution themed uh, board game, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, it's working quite well for us. We're really, really happy how, how things go, and um, yeah, yeah. So, and, uh, so, so
0: yeah. Walk, walk me through what, what, what. Um, I mean, you mentioned it's, it's called Darwin's choice and it's about evolution, but what type of board game is it? What's the gameplay? Like, like how do you describe this to people who might just be listening on their phone right now?
3: I think, yeah, it's a card game. It's more a card game than a board game. So the most parts are cards and it's about building your own species from a lot of different animal cards. So you have the bodies, you have the legs, you have the heads, you have the wings And you're building your own species, uh, which has um, yeah, the own abilities. So maybe it flies and it swims and it, it's a little bit cold resistant. And then you place these animals, um, these species, into different vegetation zones, um, which have different requirements, yes, mm-hmm. and different um, food supply. And then you try to um, yeah, hold them alive and uh, <laughs> look that they don't get extinct and you um, can build new animals, you um, can mutate animals, you can migrate them to a different vegetation zone. And yes, over the eras, you collect a lot of Darwin points, so victory points. And
0: the player with the most Darwin points in the end wins. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where was the, no pun intended, the evolution of this game? Where where was the idea that this thing got started? You know, where's the cocktail napkin sketch of like, hey, we should do a card game about it. <laughs> yeah. Where's that conversation?
2: <laughs> when did that start? i think quite a while ago
3: yeah yeah i think around a year ago i think we always said mm-hmm. we want to make something together and we have different projects and but then we saw kickstarter oh hey when board games and card games are a big thing on kickstarter yep. yep and we are big card game and board game fans and yes let's make a let's make a or card <laughs> game and then uh I was looking for a theme, uh, like, what sh- what can we do? We had a lot of different ideas. Yeah. And then I think uh, Samuel and I sat together an evening, uh, drunk a cup of tea mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. talked about it, made some sketches. And I think then 80% of the game you know, yeah. was ready. Yeah, was um, yeah
0: was ready. Yeah. So is this, for both of you, is this like the first time you've made... Uh... A game, though? I mean, a game is a whole other element. And then on top of, you know, putting in evolution, the science, all that sort of stuff. But was this like your first actual game that either want to be ever made?
3: Mark did already one for his... Uh, yeah, I um, always were into creating games, creating games with animals. I, mm-hmm. I'm really into zoos and animals. I'm a big animal fan. So since I was a little boy, I draw on cardboard, these plans and uh, made my own um, zoo board games.
0: So yeah, completely uh, really new, but yes, yeah, it's, it's new, yeah, because it's on an another uh, on another level. Yes, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right, that's cool. So in, in this sort of process, um, you, you mentioned that you've maybe been working on this for about a year, but it, has it been a solid year of like brainstorming, game playing, putting everything together? How, how, actually, how I mean How long has this process been to get to a point where you have a game that is playable, that people are, you know, you know is going to work and you know, and it's testing well. I mean, how long was that whole process?
2: Yeah, I would say pretty much a year. Yeah, I think think uh, it was a year. um, And we, we had quite a high speed, I would say, like, we really focused a lot about the game and we went like, there were weeks we went, uh, yeah, every Friday to, to test the game somewhere. So, I think it's manageable in a year if you really put 120% yeah. yeah.
3: in it. We went all in. So yeah. yeah, we went all in and said okay, this is our project. Yeah, let's make sure, this let's, and sure. uh, let's do it and then we uh we were very fast. So uh, we had the theme, then I was working on it, then we had our artist from France, then we went to different board game clubs in Switzerland mm-hmm. and uh te- tested the game and um Improve yeah, it, it improved
0: step it yeah. Step. Yeah.
2: But I would say, uh, compared with others, I, I think one year is is quite short. Yeah, with,
0: yeah. Most people, yeah, I, 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 yeah, I mean, I, we've got a board game guy here, and he's, cool. I mean, maybe he takes his time. <laughs> I'm not, <Yeah>. sure. <laughs> it takes him no, some time it's, to put together the pieces. So,
2: yeah, this is, I know it's really important that you take your time. I mean, we also wanted uh, mm-hmm. the game at its perfection, yeah and like, mm-hmm. really um get the most out of it. Um, so, yeah. I yeah, I, I think testing it was 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 uh, was um was also a long
3: time period. Yeah, yeah. Several, months, Several months, and uh, I think we went really early uh, out of our house. So we went to board game clocks with the first prototypes. Yeah, sure. and improved it from uh, version one. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it needed a lot of work. Yeah, sure. so many hours. I think it's yeah, it's quite challenging to make a board game of this complexity, mm-hmm. like in India. So this was not easy. I think it was, if I um, would have a normal uh, eight to five job, I would uh, work the whole. Um, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> so it, was, it was really challenging because we have, uh, we are from Switzerland and here is, and we need, everything needs to be perfect. Sure. We are, uh, and so we gave really everything. We have very high standards for what we are doing and, uh, yeah. and put everything in. Yeah, I mean, it was so many hours. Yeah.
0: That's cool. That's cool. When you're, you know, for the board game people out there who are listening, um, when you go out to game test, what is it that you're walking in with expectations? What do you hope to pull from, from those sort of testing? I mean, I, I, I'm Mm -hmm. sure it can be overwhelming some points and then you have to kind of value the opinions of, you know, does everybody's opinion really matter if, you know, but what do you, how do you take that sort of information, from let's just say when you're in version three or whatever you're in to to like actually really make your game go to the next level
2: i think uh something we always told to each other is uh when we hear stuff several times then it's something we have to
3: talk about yeah Yeah. then it's important yes one time is okay because everybody can um, notice something and mention something and say okay this is a problem but if five or ten people say it's a problem, then maybe there is a problem. Yes. then you sh- um, shall think about that problem. Yes, but um, I think the expectation was quite low. Uh, I was um, the, the the meeting with these board clubs were um, successful when we had like one or two new ideas, or mm-hmm. two new uh, solutions. Mm-hmm. I think then we called it a success. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's, I mean it's also difficult. All yeah. the board game meetings,
2: there are different kind of uh, people sometimes. Like some mm. some people are really into strategic games. Euro games, yes. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. They right. have other type of meetings where it's more uh, kind of a bar where you go and play games, and yeah. then you, yeah, you get also different kind of feedbacks.
3: So yeah. That, yeah. So it's very important to. Um, don't lose your personality, don't lose sure. your game, but also respect other opportunities and um, see if when there is really a problem. Mm. And I think it's very important not to take it personal, sure. if somebody yeah. says something about your game. Uh, right. But sometimes it's very di- difficult because <laughs> you say to the people, hey, this is a prototype. Guys, right. this is right. a prototype. It's black yeah. and white, <laughs> printed <Right. peep> and <laughs> paper. I have printed it out. I have drawn it myself. <laughs> and don't say something about the design. It right, is, right. design right. is not fine. And the people always say, oh, the design. Mm, <laughs> that's that's and, a problem. And then I thought, oh, guys, I told you. this Right, was right. It, yeah. was always, it was always, <laughs> always it was about was. the design. Yeah, So yeah. if you're a board game designer and you go to board game clubs, it will be always about the design. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's prototype one or prototype. And you can tell the people and they will
2: laugh in the first moment and say, yeah, yeah, we know. But in the end, Mm -hmm. we should consider it like, yeah, we know.
0: Yeah, we know. That's people. So over that course of the year, was there any sort of um, major roadblock you ran into that you just couldn't overcome with the game? Was there something that you just couldn't do or you had to push off or just Mm -hmm. pivot around?
2: I think mm. then the first small batch of production somehow
3: was it. Yeah, thing. I think the the, the biggest itself. hurdle was like um, like two things. The first thing was that you have to understand that artists are a little bit slower than you. You can't uh, yeah. influence that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they say maybe three months, and our artist really does um, did an amazing job. Yes. Um, but she had way longer than expected um right. so this was something a big um, yeah takeaway mm-hmm. and uh, i think the other thing was something that we really i think didn't um see saw as so difficult was the production of the the little batch for the reviewers to get mm-hmm. these reviewer copies that was it brutally is. complicated yes really? because they are yeah brutally complicated because in switzerland um, it's not possible to do something like that you all um, there is nobody um, which can do this um, yeah, there are um, printers and um, professional printers but then i have to pay like 150 dollars for one prototype right right and then i'm broke yeah <laughs> right 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 and so this was really, really difficult. I think sure. we had a month or one and a half months yes. to really find people and yeah. which can do that um, in the per- perfect, uh, in the perfection yeah. we needed. Yeah. It. Yeah. Right. This was right. really, this was really difficult. Yeah. yeah, Yeah.
0: I'd imagine, especially when you're sending those to reviewers, um, you really wanted those to be at a, at a, at maybe not the end game, but at least a very high level, so that they're reviewing. As close to the finished product as possible, I'm assuming. Is that what the mindset was?
2: I think so as well. Because as we said, when we go out and play with the prototype and
3: we told the people it's a prototype, the people they were still somehow they were still Forgetting. complaining. Yeah, they're complaining, complaining about the design. And so right. it was so important because I think like the worst thing in my mind was, oh, what is when all the reviewers hate the game? <laughs> yeah, then there, then, right. then right. we have lost right. everything. So it has to be as close um, with the design as um, humanly possible. Yes, right,
0: right. Well, how about the the flip side of that question? Would be, um, you know, what was the moment where you knew you actually had something to make sure you you know you wanted to make sure you put all this effort into it? Right? Was there a moment that like you did a gameplay that it just it just all came together? It, it really it really gelled and, and knew you. had something.
3: I think there were, was one moment um, where we were at the board game club and we played one game with uh, in Brunnen. It was in Brunnen, I think. Um, and we had such a great game. It was so much fun. We got so cool. positive feedback. And the people were so, so wow, this is so cool. One guy um, just gave us 50 francs and said <laughs> to us, then bring me this game <laughs> and so this was so positive when we uh, drove home uh, it was so positive and we, uh, then we knew yeah this works. there right. are people who really love our game so i yeah. think that was one of these key moments yes
0: well yeah. I, you know i think you guys did a great job of it sounds like of tying in your your studies you know what you guys have studied what you guys love into this game i, I mean Truly, is that something that you you know you personally kind of seeked out to do to make sure that you're combining studies, your passions, you know, all all into this one product? Was that a a major goal for both of you personally?
2: Um, I think it's somehow also a result which is somehow natural because this is somehow also a part of us, somehow also a part of yeah. our personality, which you see in our products and ideas. So, I could never make something which I have nothing related to. Yeah. So, I guess each project I would do myself, I would see also a part of myself in the project. Sure. And I think that was also, yeah. we also had some other game ideas in mind. But um, the thing is, why we then choose to go to the side of Animal was just because we could share so much with the theme and so much with the idea. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So, because we had some fun- of something with going to space with a rocket. And the, then I said I have no ideas of rockets. I have really no idea. I have no <laughs> ideas of the parts of rockets. I don't know how they work. But animals, anyway, I really understand how animals work, and I don't. Uh, I know a lot of them. And so, okay, make something with animals. And so you see, uh, in all the parts of the game, you can really see our personality, how sure. um, how our minds work, and how we think, and which kind of board games we love, yeah. and uh, the, the art and the animals. Yeah, but, yeah,
2: yeah. I think it's not something you you basically really want to do it something which just
3: comes by naturally because yeah sure. you puts your your are quite uh, into yeah i think integrity. otherwise the game wouldn't be wouldn't be a good game because right. how can you do something that you don't love that you don't like that you don't have an interest for yeah
0: sure so um where'd both of you guys grow up did you guys both all grow up in the same town and stuff what's your guys background
2: Excuse me, say again.
0: So, where did you guys both grow up? Did you guys both oh. grow up? Uh, you know, in in uh, in, in Switzerland? we yeah, right basically
2: now? come from the same uh, village. Yeah. And that's, okay. <laughs> I have, like ten minutes walking.
3: And yeah, I think at, ten uh, minutes walking. Mark's house. And, and um, um, yeah, it's in the central of Switzerland. I think yeah. really in the central of Switzerland. It's Zug. I don't know if somebody in the, the yeah. U.S. knows It's like the, the the Canton, like the region with the lowest taxes here. And there are like big companies like Glencore. Okay. <laughs> so the, the bad ones are here. And uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's in the middle of Souk. Uh, yeah. It's a really calm and nice region. Um, so uh, I think we had a really good childhood here. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's really beautiful. And what, like, in terms of your area and your region, what type of support is there for entrepreneurs, board game people? You know, st- I mean, you're obviously starting a um, business, so like, like, w- what is the infrastructure to make sure that you guys are successful
2: uh, where you live? Well, I, I think it's quite an interesting uh, question. Yeah. I would say um, the field of board game is not yeah. that much present in Switzerland. We really had like we really had to search for those clubs, and most of the time, it's something like just friends have their uh, their phone numbers and they just call yeah. each other. They do something together. But uh, big organized clubs, it was really difficult to find them, and, and yeah, I think. Uh, I think Switzerland the, is maybe maybe not the best place to, to For making board, board
3: games, those. for making like a startup thing, like technical, it's wonderful. You have all the opportunities, you have so much support, um, everything. But if you do a board game, nobody will take you serious. <laughs> nobody will ever right. take. Yes. and now this is like a very good thing now because we can um, show the people hey it worked yes. <laughs> we are not crazy people <laughs> right right yeah well, it, uh,
0: I, I think something interesting that's going on in board games um and, and maybe you, you guys can either confirm this or say I might be crazy um but I think we're seeing such a, a surge in them because people want to unplug on a Friday or Saturday night like they're they're you know, we are plugged into a computer all day, every day. That at some point we need to unplug, and I think that's a a real reason why we're seeing board games just flourish mm-hmm. like they are. What do you guys is the same? Do you guys kind of get that same vibe there at all, or is it something I might be only be seeing over in in the US here?
2: No, I think there is a trend, even yeah. if it's really slow here in Switzerland. I would still think yeah. there is a trend that people like more and more board games. And I also talked a lot with uh, my friends and they said, no, actually, they really enjoy doing it. And as you said, sometimes it's good if you can just be together with your friends and, and have a game and don't have to spend your time in front of a,
3: of a display. That's I think. sure the same is in the video game industry, you see the same, I think uh, the most successful games are at the moment are this co-op, local co-op games, yep. where we can play together, and VR is not really a thing that at the moment works so well, because yep. you are in this reality, and, and yeah, the people want to inter- interact with each other, want to be here, mm-hmm. so I think, yeah, this is the overall trend, I think, yeah. That's cool.
0: So, um, you know, running a Kickstarter campaign is incredibly busy, right? A lot of comments, got to stay up on everything, <laughs> doing podcasts, right? Very busy time. What do you guys do to stay organized as a team, as a company? Are there any tools that you use? Like, How would you maybe advise uh, somebody else getting ready to start a campaign to stay uh, on top of everything?
2: I think me and Mark call each other like 10 times a day or so. So I think we are really organized because if there is something, we just call each other. And yeah. we, know, we know exactly what uh, we can, uh, what the other person is doing and what we can expect from the other person. Basically, Mark is now also in charge to answer all the comments yeah. and stuff. And then I just know, okay, this thing is like it's in his hands and yeah. it's going to be done with 100% perfection. Yeah. And then I don't need to
3: worry. I, I think it's just important to have people who really do their job and you know, and um, which, uh, which is their job. So yeah. we have, we know. Okay, this is the comment section. This is my thing. Sure, and Samuel, one hundred percent, trust me. I will uh, answer all these uh, um, things. And he's um, responsible for the social media. And I know. Okay, Samuel will do this. Sure. And so it's very important to have like uh, every everybody has his job, and you can trust each other, and okay. you have organized everything, especially sure. for the first day. For the launch day, it's so important to be organized. Yeah. It's so important to know what um, what's to do first and what's next, and then and then yes. and then and so on. Yeah, sure. it's very important because it's, you have so much to do. At the moment, I think I can answer ten comments in <laughs> minimum, and mails, and um, all the all the backers have so um, sometimes difficult questions sure. or wishes. And you always have to think, hmm, how can I solve this problem and this problem? So yeah, you have really a lot of brain work. Yeah, yes. no, Yeah, I would say definitely if you
2: if you have your team, then uh, you have to, yeah. yeah. You also, I think that's that's the, the main reason it also works so so well with us too. We can also call each other whenever there is something. Yeah. I mean, sure. like maybe read the update now, just small things. We yeah. just call each other for, for everything.
0: Sure. And what about the flip side of this? I mean, at some point, you do have to kind of unwind or unplug a little bit. What do you guys do for just just to unplug for uh, a Friday night yeah, outside? Of- uh, maybe play. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, game what game. else do you guys do?
3: <laughs> lately there hasn't been uh, so much time so much time. i think on the first on the lounge day i think i was a little bit more relaxed than sam i think i made more breaks i really had to say to sam after six hours of work hey sam you have to eat something you have to bring something make please make a break we won't made it to the end it's day one <laughs> and, <laughs> And now it's like, yeah, um, you have these little small moments where uh, sometimes we game a little bit, like Fortnite. I think Fortnite is such a big thing at the moment. <laughs> and then we uh, play with uh, a third friend. We play uh, some rounds of Fortnite. Or I think Samuel goes out. Or uh, I uh, meet with my girlfriend. or um, yeah, it's, But it's really important to, to have this free time. Because otherwise, you won't make it to a week four. Yeah? <laughs> right, right. No, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah.
0: Well, let, let's flip over to the actual Kickstarter uh, campaign and just kind of get some <laughs> insight as to what's going on there. So for my listeners, we're talking right now with about 13 days to go in your campaign. You had, and I'm looking in US dollars, so uh, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what the, the conversion it's rate one is.
3: one to one. Is it? What is it? one-to-one. Okay.
0: Yeah. So, you know, so you had about a $20,000 goal and you're currently at about a hundred, 104,000 with, uh, but I think the backer number is, is outstanding. I mean, you have over 1800 backers. That's a huge number for any board game. So kudos to that. So, you know, for this type of game, you know, what was sort of a pre-launch strategy that you could, you know, sort of sum up that somebody else could listen to and say, oh, I I, I see what you guys did there. How did you get awareness for what you're working on and, and make sure yeah. you have a great first day? I think, uh, Okay, uh, okay, is this is, yeah, yeah. Strategy
3: is always my stuff because I'm the business guy here. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, it's, it needs, first, it needs a ton of work. Yeah. A ton of power. The more hours you put in, the more um, fundings will come, the more backers. It's really... It's not a straight line, but yeah, the more you put in, the more you will get. And I think there are so many important points. I think you need like a community, really a central community, which uh, will, um, yeah, will bring you the, the, the first, first funds yeah. In yeah. The, on the first day. That's so important. Our people were really ready. They were really on time. They know now it's 10 o'clock. Now we have to support Mark and Sam. Sure, and then it's also I think to sum the whole thing up, it's like when you go um fishing
0: mm-hmm.
3: and then you have a fishing rod correct is yep. that the, yep. 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 Fishing. And the more fishing rods you have the the higher is the chance that you have a big fish, yeah so um the thing really was that yeah. our that was our first campaign, so we have no um we have no like know how and which advertising will work which reviewer will work so yeah we uh, we had so many many fishing rods that the chances were really high that one had a big fish sure. so yeah this is i think that's the whole um, yes, the overall sure. marketing strategy mm-hmm. With a little, and we, um, yeah, then you see what works, and then you can go on in this uh, section. Yeah,
0: yeah. Absolutely. that's cool. And, and, and then, what was sort of like, was there any metric you were looking at though before you launched? Was it like we have to get 3,000 email addresses, or we want to have 100 <laughs> people? Was, was there a metric that you guys were using to kind of gauge we're ready to launch? I,
2: oh, we said like hundred batches we have to have for sure.
3: Yeah, no, we uh, we uh, we knew that we have to um, in minimum half of the the first goal. We need yeah. around that from uh from our central community. Right. If we will achieve that, okay, then um then we have a chance because mm-hmm. if you have like our goal was twenty thousand US dollars, yeah. or Swiss francs, it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and um, we knew that we need these 10000 dollars because if we have them, and um, we will um, will be quite up in the Kickstarter section, a yeah. little bit up, not yeah. uh, somewhere in on the ground section. Right, right, right. So then <laughs> we have a chance that other people will see us, mm-hmm. and then then the things uh, go on and on and on. Yeah, the stuff starts rolling. So this was really
0: important. So to have the the. the first. Yeah, uh, the whole. And Sam, for you, it sounds like you were running social media. What was sort of an overall strategy to build this community or to make sure people know that this thing is launching on day one? What was your strategy?
2: I mean, what we tried to do is also our best with the social media part, but it's yeah. not like we had a huge uh, community from the social mm-hmm. media side. And some people also said to us, because that's the number people Deep, yeah. From outside, and they say, "Oh, your project's never going to work because yeah. you have like only I don't know <laughs> 200 followers on Instagram." Yeah. I right. think yeah, for us, we try to build up as good as we, ca- as yeah. we could, and we made uh, great pictures. I think social media looks quite nice and it's inf- yeah. informative, but. Yeah, as I said, it was one hook, one possible hook, and maybe for us not yeah. the most important. Yeah. But we also tried to do. Our yeah,
3: our we best. tried our best. I think social media is not really a natural thing for us. I think we are not so the social media guys. Mm-hmm. But we knew, yeah, this is something important. So give it a try. Make the best pictures we can. Sure. Try something with hashtags. Try to get a lot of uh, people on our social media. Yes. But yes, it's one hook of a lot of hooks. So that,
0: yeah. now, did you find that? Um, it, it, because Okay, so you're in the board game world. So there is definitely niches in this that like really pop, right? Um, did, when you were going into this, did you think at all that you didn't really fit into that niche? Because that, that was kind of one of my thoughts when I first kind of stumbled upon your campaign of, all right, mm-hmm. this isn't the traditional, I don't know, Viking game, role-playing game, <laughs> RPG. you know, it's just, it's just not some of the ones that I've seen pop. And I'm wondering if that's some of your benefit is that you're, you're kind of out of that and you're, you are a little bit of a newer project where it's, it still has some of that, you know, role-playing. I guess, and, yeah. I, I mean, what do you guys think on that?
2: I think this is one of the the key points why it works so well. Yeah. I think that we are also a bit different than what you see otherwise, yeah, and yeah. I think Kickstarter itself also uh, yeah, it um, this yeah, and uh, supports us a lot. Yeah. They were really happy with our campaign, and yeah. they also said it's not it's good looking
3: and everything. So yeah, yeah. Last first day, we were like the project of the day, and on the homepage of Kickstarter, we get the got the team favorite on day one. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, it was a. Uh, a big thing that we did something a little bit different so we have no miniatures
0: Normally, <laughs> miniatures. <laughs> otherwise
3: you won't make 100k so right, right. but i think yeah oh, um our games uh, our game has a big advantage and this is the beautiful artwork um, yeah. because people yeah the thing they see is the artwork yep. and so we uh, knew the artwork is so important if mm-hmm. this is polished and it looks beautiful with there then they will be backers yes yeah. sure.
0: What, wow. what, um, is there anything kind of going on in the dashboard that's been interesting to you? Um, a country that's backing yeah. it a lot or something mm-hmm. that you're just like, I wasn't expecting Singapore to be big or whatever it might be.
2: <laughs> there are two, I think yeah. there are two, uh, very interesting stuff. Two you things.
3: Was, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think a positive the and a negative one you think, or like two. maybe, well, basically the one was like the, oh, the okay. newsletter. Yeah. Right, oh yes. Newsletter. Okay. Yeah. So
2: okay. you see in the dashboard that there is
3: a, a Kickstarter newsletter. Yeah. And this was really a big thing for us. But I think that was not a, re- a really surprising. And no. I think the two things that were really surprising is, I think that the, the countries were like normal. We have the most backers from the US. Yeah. We have a lot of backers from Switzerland. That's a little bit unusual, but we are a Swiss project. Right. Right. So everything was quite normal there. But I think we had two things that were quite interesting for our project. First... first one was like Kotaku. Kotaku yes. is a video game site, and we are a very big one. Hmm. And we had a reviewer there, but he hadn't the time to make a review and then he told me okay I will make a post and then I thought okay a post okay mm, I would prefer the review and then he um, showed me the post it were like three sentences and one image and I thought oh my god this will never work (laughs) and then Samuel the next day told me and said hey look at the dashboard this is crazy Kotako brought us like seven thousand dollars and I thought what is going on there? Yeah, so this I'm was sure. a really big thing, and I think yeah, the the more little surprises were there. Like the Facebook, uh, um, worked quite well. Fe- uh, Facebook advertising worked quite well mm-hmm. in the first days. And mm-hmm. um, in the middle, not so good. But I think on in the first days, it really performed well. And really important board game geek didn't work. It did um, not work. Did not work. No. Really? It, it, like normal, I think maybe Kickstarter is not really showing the perfect numbers. Maybe sure, they're missing yeah. some backers. This is real, and this is quite a thing. But mm-hmm. it was not this huge thing sure. we expected. But yeah. I mean, this is the um, yeah the thing you said before. It's because our game is not like this um, this right. normal thing, not this Viking Miniatures. miniature thing. Yeah. So, and right, right. War Geek is very much about this miniature Vikings um, yep. medieval thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, that's that's those are both the, all all intriguing things. I always wonder too on the tracking of Kickstarters because again, this is this is actually what I do uh, in the agency. I'm the one tracking everything, and I get so frustrated where I'm like, uh, you know, like Kickstarter search as you know like thirty percent. It's like, well, you know that they saw that somewhere else right more than likely they saw a facebook yeah. ad or they saw it on a board game geek or whatever it might be um and mm-hmm. then they just went to kickstarter and just typed in your name and you yeah. know it's like you see it's hard to to, to do a one-on-one um judging yeah. of everything so True. so sometimes you just got to roll with like all right it's we're in the ballpark here so intriguing so you, you talked a little bit about pay-per-click was there a strategy around pay-per-click uh, as a whole that you you that you implemented um to keep the momentum going
3: um, what do you mean with pay per click? So, like fa-
0: Facebook ads, Instagram ah, ads, okay. uh, that sort of stuff. Was Was there an ad strategy that you guys were using? Yeah, for sure. I
3: think we tried everything. Yeah, also we were there. We and tried then... Instagram. We tried Reddit. We tried Twitter, and all the, uh, the Twitter, Facebook. Yeah, the Facebook all we tried the uh, and Geeks and uh, advertising on all these platforms. And we had and, we uh, a split test with different yeah. kind of adver- advertising
2: pictures, so we could and, see
3: what works. Yeah, after three days, we, we said, okay, then we will ma- make uh, evaluation. yeah evaluation, we will have a look at them, and then we saw, okay, Twitter, mm, no, yeah. no, not really, uh, it was okay. Instagram, um, I think zero. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't
0: get anything from Instagram yeah. either.
3: Um, Reddit zero okay very nice and yeah. um, Facebook oh this looks quite nice so give it a, uh, give it a second try <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs> that's great
0: yeah that's uh, good so uh, I'm not nuts here that's what we see over here uh, quite a bit as well so I, I, it's funny how many clients I'm like you got to do stuff on Instagram and I'm like okay I will and then <laughs> why don't no, we get anything zero. we don't get anything I'm like yeah, yeah I because also, people don't I, buy I
2: was from also it. a bit surprised yeah. because the the artwork is so nice and yeah. Instagram is all about
3: having nice pictures that was like maybe it could work yeah but... maybe it could work but we saw a zero and then I said to Samuel <laughs> for a business for a guy with business background a zero is a zero yeah. no more money yeah. for this channel <laughs> <Right. Yeah.
0: laughs> So you've got 13 days to go, just just a little under two weeks. What is sort of the kind of the the temperature right now in terms of keeping the momentum going? I mean, I know you're typically in a campaign you're sort of in the lull. What are yeah. you doing to just make sure that you keep getting that message out, keep the, um, the backers coming in? What do you guys do? Right I think
3: now? we right. we just try everything. Yeah. Yes. I think we just try to keep this thing going. At the moment, it I think we yeah this middle part is really it's very slow. But I think for our campaign, it was it's, it's quite okay. Yeah. It's always like four or 5,000 a day. Yeah. Um, I think this momentum over 20 days is very okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the thing is, you have we, we try everything. So we write to different um, Facebook groups, yes. we write to different magazines. We, um, conf- Even
2: nine gag posts. Yeah, I yeah. think
3: we really. <laughs> <try> everything. <it. laughs> we, we try everything because it's our first time on sure. Kickstarter. So we have no idea what work, what will work. So we just give our best. We um, try to interact with our backers a lot. We do votes and um, are uh, always, I think, very reliable, answer quickly. Sure. And uh, I think that's very important for the last 48 hours because when then uh, new people come and see, okay, there is a lot of just very... Uh, uh,
0: yeah
2: they really appreciate
0: it. Yeah. That's cool. So you've got, um, you know, so see 13 days ago, you probably will get the money in about two weeks after that, give or take a little bit here. Mm -hmm. What happens? What's the first step out of the gate? Once this thing, once the money's in the bank accounts, what do you guys do to start handling fulfillment?
3: I think, uh, yeah, there, we have quite uh, a while till we have to really um, send the, the games out. Mm-hmm. And because our, uh, no, um, our shipping date is March 29th, um, 20, uh, 19, yeah. 2019, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And because um, our artist is, a, is one person and all our stretch goals got unlocked so it it looks quite that all the current kind of stretch goals will be unlocked so so she will she will have a lot to do a lot to draw and i think the first thing i will do after not after we get the money after the campaign i will make a contract with the artist for uh, the next 4 months mm-hmm. and then i think i will contact a lot of uh, big retailers and zoos and wildlife preservation organisation I think this will be a very important thing because then you can make this uh, this um, this amount bigger, mm-hmm. Sure. and this means um, um, the costs uh, production costs will go down. Yeah. I think yeah, this is the most important thing. But with the money, I think the money will stay for a pretty long while on the um, on uh, our bank account, and we won't do a lot with it. We won't. Uh, we'll pay our artists. Mm-hmm. And then a half a year later, we will pay the production. and that right. thing, yeah. so,
0: um, so what's sort of the, what's like the two to three year plan for this? Is this something that you plan on making more games like this one, developing more games, bringing on other games that are in, maybe in your ballparks and, and producing those? What, what do you guys see for the future? Yeah, I
3: think the long term goal is to really get uh, a good community on Kickstarter to um, prove to the people that we are reliable and to really, yeah, it would be a dream to make every uh, half year a a new board game and to present it on Kickstarter and to Mm -hmm. send it to our backers. But uh, we have uh, at the moment a second project. Because there is a third man in the team, mm-hmm. and he has his own pro- um, project. It's like a plant sensor for your plants. It's something really different because he's the technical guy, and this will come in the second half of this year. Um, then we will—he uh, will do his Kickstarter campaign, and I think, uh, yeah, at the end of the year we will um, make. Uh, yeah, evaluation. Um, what we uh, what we will do next? I think um, with Darwin's Choice we can do a lot. I think all the people are saying we need dinosaur's uh, expansion. We need extinct yeah. animals expansion. You gotta so, do the expansion pack. Uh,
0: That's huge. Yeah,
3: if we do a good job and really yeah. get like a partnership with a uh, with a animal wildlife pro, uh, protection um, organization and get a partnership here, um, Darwin's Choice can uh, be uh, a hit for the next. Yeah. For the next yeah, years,
0: yeah, sure. that's great. That's great. Well, let's wrap this up here. Let's. Uh, how can people kind of connect with you guys? Learn more about this outside of Kickstarter. What's some of your uh, your URLs for people to go and check out?
3: <laughs> I think um, yeah. So our social way. media. I think the social media always. i um, Samuel is very um, fast in replying on social media. Definitely. And then you can uh, send me also a personal message on uh, Kickstarter. Um, always and um, then you on our kickstarter campaign you will find uh, our, our info address mail address and my personal mail address you can find there and you also if you click on my image in the upper left corner you there you will see our website so i think there are a lot of t- different channels where you sure. can um, contact us yeah uh, now a lot of new message I
0: guess. <laughs> <laughs> well guys, I appreciate you taking time out of your uh, schedule right now since I know it's a busy time and uh, I think this was a great conversation. really amazing job on this game. Um, okay, thank and, you very and, much. I mean it, yeah. it definitely uh, caught my eye, which is why I reached out because uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know I, I try to try to talk to interesting interesting projects and interesting people. so this was a great conversation so, Sam Mark, great job on your campaign. Thanks so much and continue talk for the next uh, couple of weeks
2: was a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, thank you very much yeah. for your interest. And it's great nice. And yeah. awesome. All right.
0: How about that conversation? I told you guys that was a rich one. Um, I love when I get on conversations where you can just feel the energy coming from somebody. Um, and I hope you guys feel that too. That sort of energy and passion, that's what you guys have to have to be successful in your crowdfunding campaigns. All right. So I already gave you all my tidbits of what I need you guys to do. Make sure you're leaving those reviews for me again out on iTunes. Go over to woodshed.agency and make sure you follow us over there. And last but not least, let's listen to some sugar people, right? Let's go back to the band days. What should we listen to? Let me flip through my um, playlist here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. How about we choose the song "Tie Me Down"? No, 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 no. I'm gonna change it. We've already listened. We've, we've played that song. Let's listen to the song "Can't Keep Holding On to You." Let's go listen to that. All right, guys. Talk to y'all later, and I'll see ya.
1: Make it clear Cause I'm just trying to clear the air I told you things that you want to hear I made you ask where do we go from here I take your breath away and give you life again Your world starts spinning every time I'm near The scene around you slowly disappears no And every time I shoes and pick up your keys and pick up your things and go and go and go And every time I'm